Welcome back to the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Micah Fleischman. Join alongside me, my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Barron. Nick, how's it going? I'm doing really well today, Micah. How are you doing today? Sporting the Padres hat that I got back in 2015, so you can't call me a bandwagon. Um, I'm all right. So I went to bed like really late last night, which is uncharacteristic for me um, because I'm not one of those people who can operate on short amounts of sleep. But uh, I woke up at 1 o'clock at 1 p.m., um, so afternoon. Um yeah, you know, I'm I'm here. So, uh, yeah. Uh, new rivalries emerging, pretenders or contenders, and some teams that could move some players at the deadline. Let's dive in. So, I, I don't remember if we touched on it last episode or not, but the Dodgers-Padres, man, this is electric. If we did touch on it, we're going to touch on it again. Yesterday was a thriller of a game. The Dodgers offense just was not – it couldn't be found pretty much. And uh, they scored five runs, um, which is, you know, not a lot. But when Blake Snell's starting on the bump, it's kind of hard to – it's kind of hard to manufacture a lot of runs. Tatis got Bauer twice. Um, of course, you know, they had their Twitter exchange fuzzy uh, on YouTube fuzzy. I'll link him in the description. He put something up on his Twitter. It was a little clip of Tatis right before the home run. He kind of looked down at the catcher um, and he said, is Tatis looking for what pitch is coming? And then Bauer mentioned Tatis said, hey, you, you want to know what pitch is coming? It's fine. Just ask me because we know that Bauer's doesn't really care about telling batters what pitch is coming. Uh, Tatis replied with a, a gif of him holding Trevor Bauer, pretty much sunning him. And um, so, yeah, they, they had their they had their Twitter exchange. It was, it was it was comedic. It was fun. It was interesting to look out. But uh, yeah, these games are electric, Nick. I fucking love it. Uh, I know the Dodgers really haven't had any competition really in the division the past eight years, but. I'm really enjoying this new rivalry. Some people hesitate to call it a rivalry. Some don't. No, it's a rivalry. I think it is. I mean, it's been very competitive games so far this season. You look at all the games they've played. I believe that the uh, – actually, no, they're tied 3-3 three to three in the season series mm-hmm. so far. Uh, Tatis, you mentioned he had two home runs last night against Bauer. The night before, he had another two home runs. He's had four home runs in two games at Dodger Stadium against us this year. So – I'm enjoying it. It's really fun. It's going to be a long season. The Dodgers don't look like that overpowering team we saw last week. I mean, who knows? Their offense has been missing this week, but they did bounce back last night. Uh, But, yeah, I I just look forward to the rest of the season. This will be the seventh out of 19 games already in the division against the Padres today. So uh, we still got a lot more baseball against them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be one heck of a ride for sure. Yeah, um, let me read you the tweet sequence. So, Fuzzy goes, am I crazy or like, did Fernando Tatis Jr. know it was coming? Let me know. Bauer retweets it. If you need to know what pitch is coming that badly, just ask Daddy Nicely at next time at Tatis Jr. You know I ain't scared, homie. And then, Fernando Tatis, uh, he sends the... uh, He sends the tweet. Now I got to translate the tweet because, you know, I don't speak Spanish. Um, He said, calm down, son. 
Uh, Fuzzy goes, oh my, John Boy from Talking Baseball sends a, sends a picture of him astonished. Uh, I absolutely love it. I love it. This is good for baseball. And then to Pat Bauer on the back, after the game they asked him because Tatis, uh, first home run, as he was rounding second base, he closed his eye because we know Bauer does that. And then after the second home run, after he crossed home plate, he did the McGregor strut that we know Bauer does. And a reporter asked Bauer after the game, what do you think? And Bauer was like, I love it. That's fine. It's good for baseball. So props to Bauer. I absolutely love it. I really do. I like it a lot. Um, so, yeah. That's mucho bueno, no? I love it, too. Like, you know, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, how some people don't like when batters have fun after hitting a home run or how uh, pitchers have fun after striking out a guy. You earned the right to celebrate right there. So I don't even care if it's against my team. Tatis hit the home run. Go ahead and celebrate. Have fun. You don't know. You don't really know when your last home run is going to be. I know it. It sounds ridiculous to say that could have been Tatis's last home run, but oh, let's yeah. be honest. No, no day is guaranteed. He could get a season-ending injury and never come back to be the same player. So you got to celebrate every home run that you can get. You got to celebrate every hit, every strikeout, whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean. I remember Mark Teixeira of the Yankees. Um, I believe his last career home run was a walk-off grand slam against Boston at the stadium. And he was interviewed on the field. Teixeira wasn't that much of a flashy player, but he, he watched it. He celebrated it because it was his last season. Meredith Morakovich, the Yankees uh, on-the-field reporter, was like, uh, was that one special to you? He was like, yeah. I mean, it could be my last. So, you know, I got to celebrate it. And... um I, I like that Tati celebrates it, but more than that, I like that Bauer's okay with it. Yeah, look, if Bauer wasn't okay with it, I would have more of a problem because Bauer is a guy who celebrates a lot anyway. So, you know, it, but, but Bauer's just trying to have fun with the game, and if, if other people got to have fun at his expense, then so be it. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, that's – it's fine. So let's move on um, just a little bit. It's, it's been interesting. There have been some teams that have uh, started off pretty pretty slow. Uh, the Marlins, 9-11. The Braves, 9-11. The Astros, 10-11. The Twins, 7-12. Um, we could throw the Yankees on this list at 9-12, but they have won. Uh, they just won. We talked about them last week. So. Yeah, but also they just took three out of four from Cleveland. Their bats are back. They've hit eight home runs in their last – eight of their last 13 hits have been home runs. They look fine. Um, so we'll go down those teams and we'll say, uh, is, uh, are they, can, can they be a little bit concerned? Should we be concerned about these teams? So we'll start with the Twins. Seven and 12. Boy, the Twins started off completely on fire. And it has just been – it hasn't been good for them. Um, we know that they're, 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 they're going to hit. That's, that's a given. That's fine. Um, by the way, Twins are losing 6-2 to the Pirates in the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, we know the Twins are going to hit. Their concern has been pitching. Nick, are we worried about them? I would be. I mean, just because look, – look at the last, like, five years for the Twins. Two of the years they've been in the playoffs or whatever. Three years they're out of the playoffs and they suck. 
I cannot figure out the Twins. Year to year, they're either uh, a 100-win team or they're like a 60-70 win team. So, yes, I would be concerned about them. They do have Kenta Maeda, who's been pretty solid. Jose Barrios is a pretty solid pitcher as well. But outside of that, they don't really have much. Uh, like you said, the bats, that's that's a foregone conclusion for them. But, man, I just can't figure out the twin for the life of me. I, I They could be contenders again starting tomorrow. I don't not really know. Yeah, uh, two and eight in their last ten games. So we'll go to the Astros. Okay, so it's been interesting because the AO West – um, the A's, who I picked to win that division, they just can't seem to lose. What is it? They lost 14? yesterday. Fuck you. No, they lost. No they one lost asked. Yesterday, but then no a 13-game winning streak before yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah they had a 13-game winning streak. They started the year one and seven. They are 14 and eight. And the Astros, they uh they haven't looked so good. The bats just haven't really been there. For a team like the Astros, I mean, they scored 16 runs a few days ago against Los Angeles, but that that, that was it, really. Uh, they started off the season with the sweep of the Oakland A's. I think it was a four-game sweep. And then since then, they haven't been the same. I mean, we have to remember, this is actually the first season since the the whole cheating scandal thing that the Astros have had fans in stadiums. So I think there's new pressure on them, and I think – as you know, wherever they go, they're getting booed except for Houston. I think they're putting extra pressure on them, and I don't think it's helping them at all. So I would be concerned about it because this is a uh, uh, an environment that the Astros aren't used to, nor is any team used to, but especially for the Astros. So I would be concerned about them. All right, that was our mini rundown of teams that could be cause for concern. I want to talk about the way that um, the MLB has marketed them. So actually, all right, so – Here's a thing that I, I've just thought of. Is it the MLB or MLB? Because if you say the MLB, that's saying the Major League Baseball. I so say MLB. Me, I don't say the MLB. Yeah, but it just sounds right to say the MLB. So let me rephrase it. Let's talk about the way that MLB is going to gain popularity. Because I think that they're going to gain a shit ton of popularity this year. And let me tell you how. So, April 15th, I believe it was, a new game came out onto all consoles. It's called MLB The Show 21. At now, it was only on PlayStation in the past. I have been a huge fan of MLB The Show. I've been playing since 16. But, you know, every other console, they couldn't get it, right? And even the biggest MLB The Show YouTubers... 150,000, 170,000 subscribers. It, they, they weren't pulling huge numbers. The top of the top, the 0.1%, we're not getting big numbers. And I, I know we're talking, I know we're talking about YouTubers and this is baseball. But listen up. If more people are playing the game, more people are going to watch real baseball. And that is good for MLB. No? Sounds like it to me. I mean, I've been playing MLB the show since Andrew McCutcheon was on the cover. So I think that was like 2012, right? 2011, like 2012. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be great for baseball. I I mean, my, my brother, he used to play Xbox, but he never had MLB on it. He always had, he, he would always play like 2K and obviously then the, 
Uh, oh, you know what? He would play. He would play MLB 2K as well. He played NBA 2K a lot. MLB 2K. I remember that. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to help a lot. It's and it'll educate people more in baseball. Although I don't think the announcers in the video game are that good for education purposes. But you can learn the game by playing for sure. Uh, it, it's going to help a lot, uh, especially especially since we're still in this pandemic. People are home. People are home. They're just playing video games, watching TV. I mean, to speak on that, the gaming stuff has really just been... The gaming's been really trash, to be honest with you. Um, 2K has been dog shit. It's been dog shit for the past few years. And, and I, I still every... get it, though. Yeah, everyone still gets it, but I think people are done, dude. That we got to stop getting it so they can make some changes. so much wrong with that game. Madden is kind of... Madden is incredibly pay to win. Um, in MLB The Show, the thing is that you don't have to spend a single dime and you can be competitive. And I think that's good. And that'll lead to more people watching baseball, more people enjoying ba- more people enjoying baseball. It's an all-around win-win, yeah? I, I, I agree with that. Uh, and I think uh, there couldn't have been a better time for MLB The Show to explain to other platforms than now during the pandemic. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, Max Scherzer. She gonna be on the move this dead one? Wow, we're we're cutting that shit out. Three, two, one. Max Scherzer, is he gonna be on the move this trade deadline? Yes, I am aware that it is April, nearly May. I'm very trust me, I know. But Scherzer's name has been floated around, and if he's on the move at the deadline, he's going to the Yankees. Nick. Well, that, that's a hot take saying where he's going to go already, but I think there is a very realistic chance that he gets moved. If you look at the Washington Nationals this year, they're off to a very slow start. I think they're 8-11 and 11 when I checked a couple minutes ago. Uh, Max Scherzer's on the last year of his deal, and although he's, he's still great, he's, he's still great um, and a team like the Nationals, you don't want to let him walk, especially because it looks like the Nationals are definitely headed towards a rebuild, although they've got some great – Young guys and Trey Turner, Juan Soto, guys like that. So uh, you don't want to lose Max Scherzer for nothing. So you got to get prospects so you can uh, you, you can uh, you can get a head start on your rebuild. Yeah, I mean he's shoving um, a .9 WAR, 1.8 ERA, 33 Ks in 25 innings. So the punchies are still there. I mean. This is going to be interesting. I really like to see Scherzer removed. That would be fun for sure. I mean, we saw you Darvish, Manny Machado. I mean, we've seen so many stars move the deadlines before because they're on the last year of their deals, and these teams want to rebuild. So this just reminds me. I'm not saying Matt Scherzer is going to go to the Dodgers like Machado or Darvish did. I'm just saying it reminds me of that exact same situation where the Rangers and the Orioles at the time when the Dodgers made the trade with those teams they wanted to head for a rebuild. Those guys were still great players, and they got prospects. Unfortunately, those prospects didn't turn out to be much for either of those teams at this point, but that's that's where the Nationals are right now. Well, let's talk about a player that wasn't even in our notes, but is he has to be traded. Story's got to be traded, man. There's no way he re-signs in Colorado. No chance. They have to move Story, No. I don't think he'd even want to stay in Colorado if they're not going to win. I mean, they're like the worst team in baseball. He's one of the best in the game. 
Uh, Colorado, uh, again, like the Nationals, Colorado doesn't want to risk losing Trevor Story, so you got to get something for him. But that's the thing with Colorado, too. Where they play in Coors Field, it's just like how I don't see them being super competitive ever again. They had that one year, but like they're just going to have these one-off years of being competitive and then suck all the other years. So it, it's it's a tough situation for them. Yeah, without a doubt. So, I mean, Story's probably going to get moved. Scherzer's going to get moved um, if we had a guess. Shit, I don't think any other the free agent costs get. Seager's definitely not getting moved. They're not moving. I Unless the Cubs are really, really bad, I don't see them moving Baez. I yeah, doubt Correa's so. going to get moved. Well, All right. Hold on. Speaking of the Cubs... Maybe maybe Chris Bryant gets moved. I know yeah. he's talked about yeah, it offseason. He's, he's been rumored. Yeah. Um also he he hasn't looked right, man. Like he is not the same player that we saw um what was it, twenty sixteen? Yep, twenty sixteen when he won MVP. He's not been the same guy. I mean, this year he's at never mind. I uh I stand corrected, hitting three oh nine, five bombs, twelve ribbies. Seven doubles that leads the league. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Chris Bryan will shut me up with those big blue eyes. It's a contract year for him, though, I believe. So, you know, the Cubs are going to have a tough decision to make between uh, Bryant and Baez. And they're, they want to extend Rizzo, too. And I was I don't about think to say, extend all three Rizzo's of those a free agent in 2022. And... He is signed through 2021. He signed a nine-year, $75 million deal in 2013. So they're really not paying Rizzo a lot of money. Um, what is that? 8.5, less than 8.5 a year. So he's definitely got, and I believe they offered him something around like the 10 mil AAV. Rizzo's a top five first baseman. That's some horse shit. You know, I, I they're just going to have to choose between one or two of Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, and Anthony Rizzo. I just don't think they can afford all of them, especially if you still have Jason Hayward on that shit contract. I mean, yeah, it was a really bad contract, man. Yeah, I was uh, no bueno. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just talking at talk at this point. All right, so I, I got to talk about the Yankees just a little bit. Because they're good. Again, I like it. Actually, we're going to cut that segment out. Yeah. Is that what, it? The Yankees part? Yeah. Then yeah, that I'm might be it. it. Do you want to just wrap it up yeah, then? We'll wrap it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Micah Fleischman. And I'm Nick Bear. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can find us at thebaseballplugpodcast.com and on Instagram at the baseball plug underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at M-I-C-A-H underscore 0416. Seriously, drop me a follow. I only post goaded content. And on Instagram at Micah at E-N-V-Y-M-I-C-A-H. And you can follow me on Twitter at NicholasBear7. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-B-A-E-R. And the number seven. And on Instagram at NicholasGolfer. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-G-O-L-F-E-R. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Peace out.